living their lives. We just living their lives. Talking plies, living their lives. We just living their life. You're listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss. And check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it. Yay, yay, yay. Mr. Jared Wilson. What's up, brother? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, about time we do a... Can you see me? Yeah. About time we do a, a podcast, get you on the show. Because uh, we've known each other for... A few years now, four years? Yeah, yeah, four, four, time flies. So, what was it? Nomad Summit must have been 2017. 2017. Nomad Summit 2017. Chang, my homie, Mr. Jerry Wilson, hustling. We've hung out in Chiang Mai, obviously Bali, we hung out a couple times, keep running into you. You know, you run into everyone in Chiang Mai. So, yeah, that's yeah, how it yeah. goes. Uh, and then, so, and right now you're working on, um, Instagram automation for many chat. I'm a a many chat guy. I love it. Uh, it's super fun. And so now you can do it for Instagram. That's the deal. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's, it's part of, um, chat marketing, which is messenger, email and SMS. And I'll, I'll get into that kind of later on. So let's get into that later. So that'll be a part two, if you're interested to know, to know about um, all that shit. But uh, yeah, I think we bumped into each other. And yeah, let's just like catch up. Like, what have you been working on? Like, how long have you been in Changu? Uh, and then we can talk about some Chiang Mai versus Changu stuff. People always love that. Uh, yeah, man, what you been up to? So, um... I've been in Changu since February 2020. And so the whole story, I'll go back a bit. Since 2017, um, I went back to London. I lived in Chiang Mai for about six months. Went back to London, tried to get back into tech because everything I tried in Thailand just didn't work. Tried drop shipping. I think everyone's touched drop shipping at some yeah, point. Yeah, and then dropped it. And then dropped it. Yep, yep. Um, and some people make it work and that's good for them. But like for me, it just, it just didn't work. But the last thing I tried was Amazon merch. And oh. then I flew, I flew back to, um, so I had my account and they enabled it when I got back to London. And then there was, um, a Nomad cruise that was going oh. on. Yep. And I went on that in 2017 and I had tried to get back into tech, run out of money. And I basically, I think I had like 500 pounds in my account. And I was like, let me just roll the dice, get on the boat. And just like figure it out. And, <laughs> yes. and it was going to from um, Las Palmas to Panama. And I wanted to go to Colombia. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to live in Colombia for six months. I've already got like half a month's um, rent money. I'm just going to make it work. When I landed in Las Palmas for three days, I just did these designs for Amazon merch. And then it was two weeks completely offline. And from those three designs, I taught like my family how to upload it. So I just, created, I think, about 100 different designs. And I said, okay, just upload, because you can only upload 10 a day. When I came off, there was like $1,400 from those three days of just hustling and doing from from, from zero. Of of profit. Of profit. Of profit. And that really just kind of opened my eyes to how powerful Amazon is. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I've heard about it. You hear other people, you see the screenshots. But when it's you, when you've literally made that passive income, 
completely offline for two weeks and got paid. I was like, wow, okay, let me keep doing this. So I did that for a few months in Colombia, uh, end of 2017. So yeah, end of 2017. And then I got the Amazon slap. I got it to $300 a day in profit. And then um, Q4, which big for Amazon sellers. Yeah. They couldn't handle the load. So they just hit all my listings and my, my sales just went to zero. Oh, and they I was couldn't just handle all the merch yeah, production. Cause they have to print it. Um, they have to print package everything. There's no upfront from cost for me. It's a yeah. perfect business. Yeah. So I, I basically got in my feelings, quit Amazon, which you shouldn't do. Okay. Right? <laughs> and then 2018, went back to London again, tried to get back into tech. They didn't like the gaps in my CV. So I was kind of like, ended up working in a coffee shop, eight pound an hour, just crazy, oh, crazy shit. stuff. Yeah, the, last, the last four go hours. Work at Starbucks, like, you know, go back <laughs> and start grinding. You have to just, and I was like, I've got a degree, I've got like six years experience. Why am I struggling to get back into tech? When you've got gaps in your CV, when you take this entrepreneurial risk, they don't really like it when you try to go back to nine to five. So you have to, you have to, you have to acknowledge that when you take that leap, it's not impossible to go back but they will try and make you kind of beg. So eventually I got back into a contract paying me like 350 a day. After, after like three or four months working in a coffee shop, them dropping like pounds in a cup, 2018 summer. Oh, shit. And then went from that extreme to, okay, making like seven, 8,000 pounds a month in a contract. Wait, a contract for what? IT, IT. Oh, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back, back in London. So that's, that's my background, software development. And to get into that is hard. And when you get there, you want to kind of stay there, right? Yeah. That lasted like four months, got really stressed, got burnt out, had severe anxiety. Then I slipped into depression. Ooh. And then 2019 was eight months of depression. Like oh. there's, there's pictures I'll send to you and show you. And I had it on my Instagram. I'll put it back as well, um, where I had a belly. So people see me now ripped and they're wow. like, Oh, yeah, you've probably always been like that. I had a belly. My shirts weren't fitting me, like sticking out, everything. And that was like eight, nine months of um, junk food, McDonald's, a KFC twice a day, like binge eating chocolates and just all this kind of stuff that's like yeah. terrible for you. And then the height of it, I was on the highest dose of antidepressants for eight months. That messes with your head. You start to feel like a zombie. You start yeah. to feel numb. And then the height of it was... Um, July 18th, when I was on a park bench, suicidal, I'd left my suicide note at home and I was like ready, ready to do it. So now this July 18th would be like two years since then. And I'm going to try and throw a party to kind of see like the two years of like progress. But that luckily, luckily I managed to, um, my method, and I never mentioned the method because I uh, never want to kind of give anyone any ideas, but, um, what I was going to do didn't work, luckily. And then I, I just had this kind of like snap out of this daze that I was in for like eight months. I was like, oh my God, I was actually about to do it. I'd actually mentally gone over. I was like, shit, started crying, went home. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to quit this like this. Um... Oh, I missed the part. When I burnt out of that contract, I ended up back in the minimum wage paying job yeah. in a bar with like these 18 year olds and I just turned 30, so I'm 32 now. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, why, like, why are you here? And I was just like making my depression even worse. So I thought yeah. the depression started when I was getting paid a lot of money and I had like 35,000 pounds in my account. 
So the whole thing about money doesn't make buy happiness. They pay you, eventually you're gonna crack. Yeah. So that's what caused it. I left, I left work for like two or three months. Then I was like, okay, I need to get back into society. Started working a bar job. Um, and I'm like, fuck, how did I end up here again? Another summer, yeah. back to back. In the middle, yeah, I made a lot of money, but then now I'm back in a low paying job with a degree with these 18 year old students who are asking me these questions oh, so if you have a degree why are you here and I'm like you're, yeah. you're making it worse <laughs> like <laughs> and I'm like on the highest dose of antidepressants which is like kept me alive but it just numbed me out numbed me out so then July 18th when I had that like that park bench moment that's like the lowest point in my life so that was when I was like okay that was a turning point I thought okay now I need to actually start living life on my terms and um, making a change. Let me just do what I want to do. So I wanted to get back into tech, but I wanted to do like software development, not the job I was doing before. I wanted to kind of take my time. I didn't want to fall back into another depressive spell. Um, and then I went off social media eventually for four months. And what social media does is if you're not mentally stable, it will get you into a kind of mindset of comparing your life to other people, depending on who you have on your feed. So I had to come off Instagram. I had to come off LinkedIn because LinkedIn, you're looking at everyone's job titles. You're thinking, are you ahead or behind in life? Um, Facebook, everything. In that four months, I taught myself how to code again, how to build websites. Um, I started making my own uh, shakes. And then I lost, I lost the belly. I quit the medication within two months. They told me to stay on the pills for 18 months. So I still would have been on it into this year. Um, but within two months, I managed to quit it. Like, complete turnaround. So that's why I came to Asia. January 2020, I was like... So this is before corona was even a thing. Like, I yeah. packed, packed my bags beginning of January. I was like, okay, I made a complete turnaround. This is powerful. Let me fly to Chiang Mai, Thailand. And then eventually, let me go to China, go to the Canton Fair find the, um, see if there's any supplement companies and just figure out that in that base. And I was supposed to go there in April, oh. 2020. Oh, yeah. And then I was supposed to do a visa run. So my friend kind of like persuaded me to come to Bali. I didn't even want to come here, oh, right? Yeah. She really, really said, come, come, come. You have to leave anyway. So I left, um, flew to Bali February 7th. And then like two, three weeks later, the world just oh, shuts yeah. down. Oh, boom, oh, Corona, boom. Literally, <laughs> literally. It's like I was just called to come here. And yeah. then all of a sudden I landed in my paradise. Like I've never been anywhere that I've been happier than Bali. And it's just like, it just all happened at the right time. Yeah. Just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. So that, that, that is holy how I ended shit, up here. Brother. Wow. Whoa. Holy shit. So, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know your story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's like, how I wanted to say Yeah. I don't see, you know, when they're back home or maybe the mm. struggles, like, and like, people don't post their struggles and the depressive, like, times, like, on social media. That's the thing. Yeah, you yeah. see the good parts. Yeah, exactly. So like, Holy <sighs> shit. So you slid into Changu, like, a few weeks before Corona. And, um, yeah. How is, now it's been a year and, uh, plus four months. Yeah. How's it been? What's the, what's next? So, since I've been here, and because I couldn't fly to China, every, it felt like every month I was having to reinvent what I was going to do for my business. Yeah. Because the idea I came with, supplements, very powerful story, saved my life, I can save others. 
Okay, now I can't stop supplement business. All right. Oh, wait, I can't work in Indonesia. Okay, I have to be digital. Oh, wait, I, I wasn't expecting all of this. So then um, I started to move to digital courses and I realized very quickly that the fitness industry during Corona, everyone, all of a sudden, all the influencers, all of a sudden, hey guys, this is my workout at home program. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh God, this is like a terrible time to do anything in fitness. Yeah, okay. Um, and I realized I'm not a trained personal trainer. I'm not a certified nutritionist. My background is software development. And it's only when I try to train other people, even though I've saved myself, you still need to know what you're doing to make sure someone else doesn't get injured. So I launched um, Fit With Jerry because people wanted to know how to do calisthenics. And then I ran two group programs. And when people um, started saying, oh, yeah, I felt a bit sore. I didn't know whether they were just used new to exercise or whether they actually had injured themselves. So I decided to kind of like slow that down and use my tech skills to help other fitness coaches mm. and help other health coaches and actually lean into my skill set of tech, but my passion for um, health and fitness. Perfect. And so I took a break for like two or three months, focused on web development, realized that project-based work isn't you can make a lot of money from it but it's not the best because you have to constantly find new clients yeah and that's why right now um i've shifted to automation with marketing yeah right? so marketing automation and chat marketing because it's a recurring business model you always need marketing you need to bring new leads into your business yeah um i need new leads for my agency everyone needs new yeah. business right yeah so it naturally lands itself to a recurring model meaning as long as you bring in a client and service them well, they're going to stay with you. Yeah. And you kind of grow over time versus constantly the feast and famine cycle yeah. of got a client, do this big project. Oh, wait, okay, yeah. they're done. Then it's done. You have to go now, scramble yeah. and find someone else. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. And um, this month, <laughs> it's funny. I was supposed to partner on someone else's business. That didn't work out in May. Um, that ended the beginning of June. Two days later, I was on the Facebook developer conference yeah. at F8 Refresh. Oh, okay. And they announced all these tools. Um, so there's there's chatbots for WhatsApp, chatbots for uh, Facebook Messenger, yeah. and now chatbots for Instagram. Yep. And they announced the automation that's coming to Instagram. WhatsApp is still in beta mode. Yep. They're testing it in Brazil. Um, General Motors had gave an example. They they generated eighty eight thousand leads through uh, their chatbot. Um, with a 30% increase on their previous lead generation models, 20% conversion rate. They sold 6,000 cars all automated through through a chatbot in Brazil. In so, WhatsApp or Instagram? In WhatsApp. So oh. they did it in WhatsApp. And um, is this Sephora? A few examples, it was a similar 30% increase on their previous methods, 20% conversion rate on what they were doing before with uh, email marketing. Mm -hmm. But what I'm doing now is chat marketing, which is like a holistic email, SMS, and messenger uh, funnel. Mm -hmm. Because with messenger bots, you have a 24-hour rule on every platform. Yep. So, and that's to stop people turning, stop marketers like yeah. me from turning um, messages into email marketing campaigns. Yeah, just like bing just bing pings and all the time. Like, hey, board. how's it going? Yeah, so there's so many, and there, there's so many email lists that I'm on where... I see their emails. I see the title. I don't open them. And I'm on them for years. And that's the power of email marketing. You can continue to ping someone. They 
probably won't unsubscribe. And one day they might see a, um, a subject line and they might actually peek in after like two or three years being on your list. With Messenger, it's so personal. You send two or three bad messages that they don't want and you'll be blocked straight away. So that's why uh, Facebook is being very, very careful with their platform. Mm-hmm. So with Instagram, uh, do you want me to get into it here? Uh, let's get into that uh, next. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about Chengdu more, okay. and then we'll dive into the uh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the talks about is, the, 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 the so, chatbot yeah. automation. Okay, but anyways, got into doing chatbot uh, stuff or automation stuff. Dope. Um, let's talk about everyone loves Chiang Mai versus Chengdu. <laughs> Uh, Chiggity Chiang Mai. Uh, I people always ask me, of course, like, what's better? What's your favorite? And like, my honest answer is like, yo, there's no favorite, bro. Like, honestly, I don't think about that. Like, the point of the digital my lifestyle is to do whatever the fuck you want and be where you want, where you want to be, uh, when you want. So the you can have both. But um, I guess people ask me, where should I, where should I start my journey? What would you say to people? If or I'm sure people ask you that. So I do have a favorite in this body. <laughs> so, and okay, it's specifically okay. Changu. Yeah. Right. So I'm set on, yeah. I'm getting my PMA. Um, What's that? So when you set up a company, I'm setting oh, up an Indonesian okay. company yeah, um, he's like, he's in set. July. Like he's I'm, I'm committed. Yeah. Committed. I'm going to get a two-year um, Kita so that I can actually generate revenue here as well offline. Um, so, yeah, I'm set on Changu. And the reason why, I hated Changu the first time I came. I, I did a visa run in 2017. I landed. I had never seen these, like, black sand beaches. So I was like, the beach is dirty. They, they had a bigger plastic problem before. It's improved now. They do ocean cleanups um, or beach cleanups. But before, when I came in 2017, you'd see plastic bottles washed up everywhere. And I was like, Oh, really? Yeah. In Changu, and it was raining. I think I came during rainy season as well. So all of these things, and I only had like two or three days on a visa run as a first impression. Then I went to Ubud. Everything was dry. There was the trees everywhere. I was like, this is amazing. I did all the, and I had like a day there, and that was my lasting impression. And I think the reason why people might not like Bali um, is because there's a lot going on. Whereas Chiang Mai is, it's actually quite calm. You can go there and plug into the digital nomad community very very easily. So. Depending on what stage you're in, your digital nomad journey. If you're a beginner, Chiang Mai is a lot more beginner friendly. You know where it's a it's a more tight knit community. Um, you can go there, go to a few meetups. They're relatively very very close, and you can just absorb a lot of information from people within a month. You come here, you can be in the wrong location for three months, not even realize you're in the wrong location, and if you don't go out to gyms and the, the cost of gyms here are like higher than, than there are in London. Um, if you don't go to um, meetups, if you don't use Instagram. So in, in Chiang Mai, I noticed more people use Facebook Messenger. Okay. Then yeah. here it's Instagram or WhatsApp. Yeah. But people don't really want to like talk on WhatsApp. It's really, really Instagram heavy here. Okay. And it's a big, big shift because I now have people in Chiang Mai who complain because I post to Instagram, it auto automatically posts to Facebook. Yeah. They send me messages on Facebook Messenger. I don't even really use Facebook Messenger and they get annoyed at me because I'm not responding as fast as um, 
they would expect. In fact, one person blocked me before that. Right? It's a very, very big um, uh, shift. Uh. And the reason why I like Changu and Bali, if when I was in Chiang Mai, if I wanted the beach, I had to fly down to the islands. Yeah. Right. And I, so I never did. For six months, I didn't see a beach. Yeah. Whereas here, if I want to go to the beach, I can walk like five minutes from where I'm staying. Yeah. It's so diverse. If I want to go to like a mountain, I can go to Mount Batur. If I want to get away from the busy, like hectic, well, hectic, but the busy party kind of lifestyle, you can go to Uluwatu. It's a bit calmer. You can go to Ubud and really be in nature. You can go to Ahmed and there's the Wi-Fi is non-existent. Look at the stars at night. Or yeah. I haven't left Bali Island yeah. since February last year. Yeah. I haven't even been to Gili Islands. I haven't been to Nusubinid. I haven't even got off on a boat. Yeah. So, and I'm still not bored. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's so diverse. Yes. So that's the big shift. Whereas Chiang Mai, you do have to um, make more effort to see a more diverse um, lifestyle yeah so if you're prepared to do that then sure you might like um, Chiang Mai if you like the city kind of life but here there's nothing that I feel like I'm missing even the people here from yeah. all over the world yeah yeah and that that wasn't really the case in my experience in Chiang Mai either yeah what's, yeah, what's that, your take on it yeah yeah um, yeah that's such a cool thing just about living abroad in general is your friends are from all countries mixed around the world so when we go home, like most of our countries are obviously from our home country or most uh, our hometowns, you know, so here's like our friends are from fucking Spain, Brazil, fucking, you know, London, UK, fucking Dutch, like everywhere. It's just so sick. But um, yeah, Chiang Mai versus Changu. Um, yeah, whatever floats your boat. I mean, I always say like my journey has been an excuse um and like you're you kind of had an excuse to come here initially with the visa run and my excuse to start in chiang mai was the fucking nomad summit so i was like the best place is whatever excuse you can have to go to that place like like right now so i always tell people yeah nomad summit perfect excuse every january in chiang mai just go there and stay there for a period of time and then after you feel like moving boom check out bali probably stop stop over in bangkok along the way um and then yeah there's check them both out <laughs> they're both fucking good i mean chiang mai obviously you can you can be up in the mountains you can do motorbike trips up to pi like through the jungle like just like cruising on the motorbike super nice um yeah they're they're both just super chill very similar in terms of like medium-sized cities yeah, you know they're, yeah, they're yeah. not like in terms of population i'm sure they're like probably similar but like chengu is not a big city um neither is chiang mai um but they both have everything bali is super sick because it doesn't feel like city life at all especially in chengu it's it's like a town it's a fucking surf town you know still and but it has Every, it has world-class amenities in terms of gyms, massage, physiotherapy, fucking float tanks everywhere. Like the best uh, fucking saunas and shit. Like, yeah, actually, no, I, now that you say that, yeah, that, that's reminding me why I really like it here. Because I've, so I've lived in Colombia. I've lived in Medellin for five, six months as well. And I loved it there. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't easy at all to plug into the community. And I feel like the community that you associate with the most 
will, if you can't find them wherever you go, then you feel isolated, right? So you can feel isolated in your hometown because no one is like, if you're watching this, you want to, or you're already involved in that um, remote lifestyle. So if everyone in your hometown is very traditional nine to five career focused, you'll feel isolated even at home. So it really depends on where you can find your community, where you can find your tribe. And um, here in Bali, you, you'll find them. You have to do a little bit more kind of looking around. In Chiang Mai, it's easy to kind of plug in there. Hmm. But then there's like web websites out there that will show you all the hubs. And I think if you join the forums before you leave, then you can kind of pick and prepare before you land somewhere that's cheap, but you're isolated. Uh, well, expand on that. What are these forums? So um, Nomad List was one of the first ones I looked at. Okay, in terms of cities around the world, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think there's a few more that have popped up. I can't remember the names because I now I don't actually look at them. Yeah, <laughs> because, I haven't looked at Nomad List in years. Yeah, because... Is, is Bali number one? Like, and, it should and be, it, I don't And know. it's like when you go through that journey, right? When you're beginning, it's all new to you. Once you know, then it's like, actually, okay, I need to focus on my business and then I'm going to make wherever I want to live number one, right? So... Just because some, a group of people have said that this is number one, you might get there, might not like it. But when you're new, you don't actually know any better. So you have to kind of go and see for yourself. Okay. So yeah, the whole Chiang Mai, Changu, my perspective, I prefer it for these reasons. If you don't like water, if you don't like sand, if you don't like the heat, and I've met people here that are leaving Bali because they prefer to be in um, a city where they can dress up and wear coats. It was mainly, it was mainly girls that wanted to do that. Yeah. So. If you want to do that, you won't really have that much opportunity to wear like outfits and stuff like that. Coats yeah. where you have to cover up because it's, it never really gets that cold. Yeah. But if you like that, then you won't like Bali. Yeah. But I hate that. You can, you can go to Ubud. It gets, uh, oh, yeah, sometimes, it chilly, it gets yeah. uh, sometimes it gets chilly. You can wear a sweatshirt uh, in Ubud for sure. Okay. Nomad list. It uh, looks like, uh, yeah, Changu is at the, at the top here next to Lisbon. Okay. Berlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Porto. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, whatever site rank, it's one of the top destinations in the world for sure. Um, but yeah, back to the community thing, that was kind of the core cut question. My take on community thing is, um, I think they're Chiang Mai and, uh, Changu are very similar in terms of ease to plug into the, to the community. I mean, I've said this many times, it's, <laughs> there's never been any easier time in history to to find like-minded people and to plug in to your like even micro niche it's called fucking meetups it's called facebook groups okay it's called just like yeah look on facebook groups and see you know what meetups are going around in your town meetup.com so whether it's crypto or like there's amazon seller meetups i go to here there's crypto meetups there's fucking chatbot automation like it's it's very easy guys to plug in it, not just in chiang mai or Changu, any city i don't care where you are go to fucking facebook and look at the events around you and ask google fucking artist painter groups meetups in my town you're gonna find some shit i don't care if you're in fucking kansas or whatever random small town anywhere in the world like you we're plugged in there's no excuse so and uh Chengu and, and chiang mai happen to be just uh, one of the remote work capitals in the world so yeah there's chiang mai boom smack smack dab um, that reminds me i saw um 
one of your recent videos, I think in May, you said you're taking your group to Discord. Yeah. And I've noticed that shift. There's a lot of Discord groups now. Mm. And I know it was built for gamers. Um, so I've never really plugged in, only for like crypto. Uh, what's your experience been using Discord versus Facebook um, groups? Um, yeah, I like Discord because it's, um, it's like more of a chat, whereas Facebook groups, you have to do like a post. So I feel like in Discord, it's easier just to like send a quick message. Right, okay. uh, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, then you can yeah. start, a, you can reply to specific messages, of course. So it's, it's, um, it's like a, and I have some FBA masterminds and stuff that I've started just on Facebook Messenger group chats. But Discord is just takes that to the next level because it, you have a, a different channel for each oh, topic. Like so it's Slack. like Slack. Yeah. It's like right, Slack right. For, for friends and communities. Right. Okay. Nice. It's, it's exactly the same, nice. uh, pretty much. So, Super dope, super dope. I like it. Um, on that note, yeah, I, I announced a few. Uh, well, I've been doing it with a small group of kind of guys that I know, you know, through the communities in Discord, but did a video, yeah, the other day. I want to move, uh, I want to build a, a big community there uh, for, you know, all the hustlers, all you guys. Past two years, I've not been engaged uh, with my, you know, community, um, you know, as my part time job of helping other versions of myself get this fucking life going so moved over to discord and, and it's dope it's dope it's dope so yeah hit me up on instagram where i send you the discord link they have like expiring links mm. so it's like a private link type of thing so i want to nice. keep it like an invite only type of yeah, thing yeah keep the quality high yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i kind of have to know I'm, i mean i'm you and i know so many nomads like over our four years five yeah. years so it's like Lots of guys that I know in there. And then, of course, people that have followed me that I've engaged with over the years want to keep that going. Kind of a mastermind, just like... <sighs> you saw the video um, yeah, yeah. of Eric like Engels. He, he hit me up. He sent me a voice message like, Riley, I just wanted to send you a message. Just like, I just needed to fucking connect with you, man. Like, no one... Like, I'm back home in Montreal. Like, just like, I can't even talk to anyone, man. Yeah, like, no yeah, one yeah. around me gets it. Yeah. So... That that's what I was thinking about when I was making that point, that voice yeah. note. Because yeah, yeah. it reminded me as well um, to post, and I do post uh, frequently, but now to actually commit to a schedule posting about mental health. Because I post about it, and then like months would go by, I would redo my grid and stuff like that. I would focus on my business. And I forget that there's so many people that follow me. No, there's not that many people that follow me. But of the few people that follow me, there's so many of them that have actually messaged me over the last year and a half, as I've continuously shared my story, thanks, uh, I'm going through depression, I was going through it, um, reading your post, seeing your journey. So there's so many people that are watching you that may never actually reach out, yeah. but you're, in, you're having an impact on them. Yeah. And voice, voice notes like that, is, it's good, because sometimes you're like, oh, is there any engagement on this? Should I still be doing this? And then one person like, wait, no, stop, don't stop. And yeah. you're like, okay, actually, it lights, yeah. it lights you up again to redo yeah. it. It totally, uh, that's, yeah, as, as I said in the video, totally reinvigorated me and reminded me that, yeah, it's like I have most people that, that follow me, you know, will never reach out or, or no comment, no, no DM, yeah. no email. Um, and, you know, for everyone that sends me a DM or, or email or whatever or comment, there's 10 others that, you know, don't. So I'm like, all right, yeah, like this is a... Cause like I step back for a second. It's a huge, there's, there's no more special thing than to be able to, uh, help unlock someone's life, mm. unlock someone's freedom. 
and helping them start their own business where they can make money on demand is the most special thing there that there is in the world you know you can give someone a feast feed them fish but you teach them how to fish boom now they're fucking set for life um so yeah discord hit me up if you want to get in there kind of a a nomad Uh, brotherhood as well um yeah i met some people who were well this was actually one girl in chiang mai actually running a women's only kind of uh mastermind group sisterhood type of thing yeah and she was doing um i think it's like it's invite only like 35 bucks a month or something like that and i met her at this meetup in chiang mai and she fucking that's her full-time thing oh, so i'm yeah. like oh shit like there's there's lots of value in there oh, yeah, I, obviously yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's free now but like the vision is to have some sort of um some sort of mastermind uh group that's like an inner circle paid thing i know tons of guys would pay just for like regular Zoom call meetups or meetups around the world or whatever. Yeah, because it's it's important. And it's a lot of work to maintain that community. Yeah. And that work yeah. requires yeah. finances, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah it requires it brain sense. energy. But yeah, that's the that's the goal, you know, eventually have uh, own meetups around the world and have a, a, um, a videographer like we were talking about before this and just build the team. And um, yeah, it's... I want to be I want to be a uh, Jabril in Passport oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I've said that many times. I said that four years ago. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah, he is he is the the model lifestyle of like yeah. being able to record my life but not having to go back and edit it myself. He's got the the full time team. I was actually supposed to do an interview with uh, Jabril's brother uh, Fuad uh, today, but we're actually doing it tomorrow. But um, and I still got to get Jabril on the podcast. Well, I've done videos with him, but anyway, that's like he was one of the two youtubers that i followed yeah seven years ago and that's kind of the yeah that's kind of the dream travel the world you know inspire people you got your marketing company you got film film crew making dope content and kind of just yeah travel as you please and do whatever you want and you make millions of dollars of of passive income that's kind of all anyone wants but anyways to summarize changu versus uh chiang mai thailand just whatever just get your ass out here and um a lot of you're probably thinking is bali open um yeah not to tourism but lots of people are still flying in every day you basically have to go through a visa agent and do the business uh, visa type of thing it's totally legal uh you just basically it's like basically a pay-to-play system uh just get in contact with a visa agent and they will get you in like Locals, the the economy, they want you here. They want you here. So come. Um, In terms of Thailand, not sure. Just Google that. But just yesterday, I saw this. Do you see this on my story? Bali plans a five-year visa scheme for digital mass as island stalls reopening. I saw that in January. And I saw that last year as well. I mean, it's almost anything related to visa um, announcements now feels like crypto news yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, such trendy news it's yeah. like it's such clickbait but anyways um big picture is yeah i mean the fucking work remote revolution was already underway for the past decade but corona just accelerated it so more countries are going to be making it easier to be wherever the fuck you want they want you here <laughs> they want you know foreigners here for longer terms uh, spending money investing all that so whether you just, just reminded me of um and i'll talk more about it in the amazon part but yeah on that f8 
that Facebook developer conference, one of the stats they said was 2020 and Corona, they saw about a decade worth of adoption in three months. Wow. So Shopify made more money last year than they did in 2018 and 2019. That's, that's how, and Shopify had a dev conference, um, like 1 a.m. this morning as well. Uh, because of Corona, it was, a uh, like, the biggest catastrophe that we've seen in our like generation. Yeah. But that also forced adoption that would normally take 10 years to be condensed in, in three months. And there's no going back. Yeah. Now everyone, like I used, when I used to work in um, corporate IT, people would kick down the can of digital transformation because it was like, oh, it's a nice to have. Last year made it, if you're not doing that, you're going out of business. Yeah. So it's never been a better time than to, if you're still thinking about, should I start? It's, it's not only um, should you start, it's why haven't you? And what else are you still kind of waiting for? It's never been a better time. And if you don't, yeah, you're waiting back. Yeah, because so. everything else is just going remotely. And that, even if, you, even if you wanted to stay in a job, you have to learn digital skills because, because companies have seen the power of remote work, it also expands their hiring opportunities as well. So the, the workforce is going to become more competitive. Yep. You, you can't rely on, oh, this is my town. I'm only competing with these people. The marketplace has opened up. Yeah. So that's where innovation happens, but that's also where like laggards at the end of the bell curve die off. Right? Yep. You have to pick up new skills. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Uh, dope. On that note, let's dive into um, your, your uh, chat marketing piece. Nice. So yeah, separate video, find a link somewhere around here if you, uh, if you want to watch that piece. If not, um, his Instagram is uh, Flybird Consulting. If you want to go ahead and just check that out. Um, yeah, that's it. Peace. Hey, so if you're one of the ones who wants to be a digital nomad like me, you want to learn how to make money online, have your own online business, be free, location independent, all that good stuff, you can tap your screen right here to get more information about my new beginner's course, which is geared towards everyone that watches this channel that asks me, Riley, how do I be a digital nomad like you? How do I travel like you? It comes to being an online business owner being location independent. So you can tap right here to learn more about uh, my beginner's course, including sections on what to know before getting started, side hustle hacking, all the top business models explained, and the transition, how to transition from regular job slash career slash life to location independent business owner, online marketer, career slash business slash life. You can tap right here to check that out. Yay.